From the wildwoods of Vancouver Island, welcome to the Soda Pod. You should join me here alongside the state of Hoppy. And thank you for joining us wherever and whenever you are listening on episode 239 of the Soda Pod. Really excited for this one dropping on Wednesday, Hoppy, because we have an unbelievable guest uh, on tap here. We do, but before that, I either was so zoned out that I missed it, or this is the first time that you didn't go before reading the intro, and it broke my brain a little bit. I'm not going to lie. I did, but it was like, it was a good like 30 seconds before. I made sure I got that. I got that cleared and out of the way. I got that cleared up, some would say. If it's not within like five, maybe 10 seconds of the read, doesn't register for me. So, all right, we're, we're good. We can move on. But yeah, great guest. Obviously, anyone who's not aware, we'll, we'll just spoil it here. We've got Hockey Day in Minnesota. And it's not just a Saturday thing. Apparently, it's basically a full week of festivities down in Mankato. And of course, we brought on good friend, second appearance now, Tim Tupi to talk about everything that's going on down there. He's very plugged in, very tied into the community. And of course, there's a little bit of beer talk incorporated as well. But uh, man, it's nice that we got this little bonus episode here because if we waited until Sunday to record this, I wouldn't have remembered shit from this game today. And oh my God, was it a fucking game? Yeah, so uh, let's get right into it because man, did the NHL serve up uh, serve up a good platter of matinees today? Um, what were some of your just takeaways? First of all, like overall, when you think of this game, Hoppy, like what what was what was the main let's say two takeaways that you had from this game? My main two takeaways that I don't have two, but all right, number one for sure. Everyone needs to lay off Capo Kakinen because he is the only reason that we didn't fucking get obliterated. I'm talking like two touchdowns, 14 to three is what we're probably looking at if we don't have Capo Kakinen. Holy shit, did he play a great game? Yeah, a 92 save percentage, 35 saves against, you know, a team like the Avs who are firing on all cylinders right now. Aren't they like, like 12 and two? Or something like that, and they're in like their last run of games. Like there's something crazy like that. Like they're they're on a hell of a run right now. And like, man, you you said it, Kakanen, the whatever cobwebs we thought he had, you know, where he had to polish up and get ready for the season, he's here. He's here and he's playing outstanding. Well, and let's be real though, literally missing our three best defensive players yep. when you know we talk about Brodeen, Erickson Eck, and Spurgeon, he he was left out for death. They basically like tied him up and said, you're going to be the bait for the wolf. And he, he was up to the task and it was yeah. awesome. Um, now, the other thing we saw is that obviously if we can get some semblance of goaltending, or maybe if we get a little bit more defense when the team's healthy, we can play with this team. We can, they are uh, Colorado has just a different level of speed and dynamic play, but if the wild can maintain control of the puck and if they can establish their kind of game, they can every bit keep up with this avalanche team. And I, I am really curious to see what happens when both teams are at full strength, like get a real head to head matchup in the regular season here, just to see how we stand up. But I, as bad as it looked at times, like I'm kind of chalking a lot of that up to our blue line being fucking decimated. Yeah. All in all, I, I was happy with a lot of things on the offensive side. I was just going to say, the forward group overall, and I'm talking like from, from line one all the way down to four, yeah. I I would I don't have too many bad things to say. And again, we talked about this on the last episode. Boldy Fiala looking like an unbelievable you know pairing there. Finally, finally Fiala's getting some points there up on the, up on the score sheet. I mean, something's clicking with these two guys. And Boldy looks comfortable. At the National Hockey League level, love the head-to-head matchup with the former, uh, well, with the former college teammates there in mm-hmm. Alex Newhook, uh, who's one of my one of my favorite players too. I uh, know the guy a little bit uh, from you know doing radio here in Vancouver Island when he was with the Victoria Grizzlies. Got to talk to him quite a bit actually, and like he's just an awesome human. So that was I was just you know rooting for just like the storyline right there with those two uh, tonight. And but back to Boldy though, I mean I'm. 
Z uh, spoke to Z on Twitter, post obviously endless highlights and clips and stuff throughout the game. But there was one um, that I was hoping that he would clip, and he, and he did clip, where it's just boldly dancing around the abs in the offensive zone. Like, going, going to make a play, goes around a player. Oh, this isn't good. You know, circle back a little bit, eyes up the whole time, control the puck. He looks, I mean, he still has some maturing to do physically, but he doesn't look out of place out there. And I was, I was very impressed uh, almost with every shift. I was, you know, he's, he's the new guy out there. My eyes are fixed on him predominantly right now. Very impressed. Very impressed. You nailed it though, right? Like this is a guy and it, it's interesting because I shit on this player a ton, but I'm still going to make the comparison because it's relevant. He's kind of like a Mikhail Granlin, just in the sense that like, the reason he can step in right now when Marco Rossi can't, aside from the year layoff, right? He sees the ice. Like, the guy understands and can process the game at an NHL level, and that is why he can step in right now. Like you said, he's a little physically immature. Dude, if that guy puts on 10, 15 good pounds over the next couple of years, he's going to be a fucking monster. We've said it a couple times. But, I mean, he's got the, the raw tool set, like, Guy can shoot. Guy can pass. He can set set up the play. He's not irresponsible defensively. Guy has the makings of being like exactly what you want in a top six winger. And man, it's just going to be really interesting to see how he develops and like who he latches onto. Because again, maybe the Wild do something miraculous and find a way to keep Fiala here. Maybe not. But eventually that's the kind of player that like, you're not going to see him bounce around and find a bunch of new line mates. Like they're going to cement him to someone and the development together is going to be really interesting to watch. Yeah. And it's exciting too. Um, and again, on the praising the forward groups here, everyone kind of did what they had to do. Those who are expected to try to provide offense and at least run it or get the opportunities they did. I mean, look at the Ryan Hartman's five shots on goal. Fiala five shots again, rewarded with that, that one goal. Beautiful um, I'm going to, I'm going to stop you though, man, because we're kind of notorious for like, obviously we're very aware of how good he is. I don't think we give nearly enough credit to Kaprizov on this show. We really don't. He was going to be the last one on my list. I was going, I was going up the tier here. I was going to say, you know, Kalen Addison, I know he's on the back end there, but you know, he's expected to shoot. That's his thing. Offense. He provided four shots, but at the top. We got Kirill Kaprizov, and with his five shots, scored two goals. And goals at key moments in the game. And that's, that's what, what I want to see. Because that's what we were critical of earlier this season. Just saying, you know, yeah, he's he's padding his stats great. But where's where's the superstar when the superstar is needed to actually help win the game? Well, we saw that today. Oh, he's elevating it in crunch time for sure. And I mean, again, it, like it's weird because we're just kind of used to like he he kind of blends in, right? A lot of the time when he's like getting these points, he's not doing something super flashy, right? Yeah. And it like he's very quietly one of the top players in the league right now, and it's kind of weird because like it doesn't it doesn't feel like that, right? Like from outside looking in, it doesn't feel like he's one of the top guys in the league. But like at this point, we we got to start discussing it. Like, is he a top ten player? Dude, in textbook Minnesota fashion, he's a hundred percent quietly becoming one <laughs> one of the best players in the NHL. It's it's nuts, man. And all caps on Twitter, baby. One of the best players in the NHL. Let's go. <laughs> uh, so ma- so many eyes in Kirill Kaprizov if it's spelled the right way. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he again. In no way have I like shit on this player or thought negatively of him, but I, I feel like both of us don't really ever talk about him because we've just we kind of just expect it. Exactly. <laughs> and, and in a game like today, y- you nailed it. He stepped up when he was needed. And that's what you want to see that instills so much confidence that this is the guy that's going to push you over the hump in that big playoff series. As long as Trent Frederick's not on the other side, but he dude, I, I don't know. I'm really liking what I'm seeing right now. And just imagine if Rossi develops and can slot in between him and Zuccarello. Oh, fuck. Well, I know. I was just going to say, and he's a winger. Like, imagine when when the when the center comes, whether that's Rossi or, or whoever it may be, who's Nadinov, Vietra, whatever. Hey, I'm going to – hey, uh, big support on uh, the 32 Thoughts podcast. Elliot Friedman absolutely thinks that Giroux would be a good fit for the Wild, oh. so uh, we nailed that one. Inject, inject Kaprizov and Giroux <laughs> with Zuccarello, 
right into my veins. Let's oh, go. Oh, man. I Yes, please. I just hope it doesn't. It's going to cost a lot. That sucks. But whatever. I will get over whatever is given away you know as long you, as it's not Wallstead. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> this is something Dylan always says, and it, and it grinds his gears, and it started to grind mine. People who expect that you don't have to give anything up to take that next step and acquire that that piece. But that's a rental. It's different. If I got, if you told me Giroux had two more years on his deal and you got him with cap retained, like, sure. Well, I think that's gonna, the goal. That's the goal. Up. You're convinced he's a rental. I'm not quite there. I'm convinced he's a rental. Yeah, yes. You're convinced. I don't think I, I'm not quite there. <laughs> we'll I'm convinced he can and will still go out and get big boy bucks. Okay. What is he making now? Like nine mil or something? Or like eight mil? Eight. Eight. Eight, eight? It's like eight, two, five, something like that. He might take a little bit of a pay cut to be a. Not much. Man, he's made his money. Um, anything else you want to highlight uh, in regards to uh, Monday's game here? Yeah. Uh, so first, you, you mentioned him kind of at the end and squeezed it in, but. I'm sorry. Kalen Addison looks so fucking comfortable out there right now. Like there's still definitely a little bit of room for him to grow his defensive game. And I think that's going to be the case for a couple of years still, but no, that man, was it today, but he's, on the offensive side. It was nice. You know, we're, we're going to say it just because he's, uh, he came from the penguins organization. He's baby Latang, like not the same speed, but dude sees the ice the same way and sets up play. Like, Latang's not a guy that you look at to be the shooter. He's a facilitator, and he's a guy that gets the puck up ice. He's a guy that can quarterback your power play, no question. And, dude, he, Kalen Addison should never, unless he's hurt, not be the quarterback of the first power play unit forever moving forward. Let's yeah, just hope he doesn't get hurt like Latang did and does let's, throughout his yeah, career. Well, sorry, we're not going to talk about that anymore. Um <laughs> Now, uh, as far as just uh, officiating is concerned, my first thing I got to hit here is I've said it several times on Twitter. Embellishment should just be removed from the game. It's either a dive or it's a penalty. Yeah, it should not be a penalty and embellishment. Pick pick which one. I don't care. I don't care if a guy gets legitimately tripped and then the player that falls like additionally sells it. Whatever. He's getting the ref's attention and he was actually tripped. I don't give a shit. But if you're going to call embellishment, just make it a dive. Don't call a penalty. I I hate it so goddamn much. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. It's just, it's contradicting. It is, but I, I will clarify. So uh, our, our boy, Joey Neto, his brother is a ref. And he's the one that kind of clapped back at me when I said, like, how can it be a penalty and embellishment? Like, it's so dumb. And he's like, well, embellishment only gets called if a penalty is called. Whereas diving gets called in isolation, like away from mm -hmm. the penalty. So... I'm like, okay, that makes sense. But then, like, just, just, just get remove rid it. Of it. Just, just get rid of it. It shouldn't <laughs> exist. It shouldn't exist. All right, moving past that. Well, I mean, no, I mean, yeah, because then offset it with a dive. If they, if they, you know, if they dove, it's not a penalty. You just you review it, done. Anyways. Great. Before we get into the fun one here, I found one of my favorite beers on the shelf randomly, and I was really worried that it wouldn't live up to what I thought, and it absolutely mm. fucking did. Nice. We've got from Junkyard Murky Dimensions. Um, junkyard largely is one that I go to for their incredible stouts and porters. This IPA is one of my favorite IPAs period, oh, wow. new England style, double IPA. And like, I don't rate IPAs high. Usually I gave it a four and a half on, uh, untapped, but my brother fucking gave it a four, seven, five. Oh, we, we were both obsessed with this one. It's so good. Anyone I know for sure, if you're in the Twin Cities, go to South Lindale Liquors. They had plenty of it still left. Um, I would imagine you can probably find it at France 44, but I can't say that for certain. Anyone else, go wherever you can find Junkyard. Uh, if you like IPAs, try Murky Dimensions. It's so fucking good. Like straight orange juice. Straight oh, wow. orange juice. I don't know what more I can do to sell this. It's oh, it just so, it's so good. Let me just have the matching glasses for the mall. That's amazing. No, not for the mall. Mm. <laughs> Definitely not true. It's just the ones that I drink regularly. I do, of course. Yeah, the heavy hitters, the big guns, the big guns. But uh, so now that we got some more beer, uh, let's talk about the goal review. 
because this uh, is a, this, one's... this is a clusterfuck. Now, first off, anyone that's like overly reacting in either direction, just skip. I don't know. You're just not. You're... Just skip two minutes. <laughs> yeah, you're 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 wrong. I'm wrong. Everyone's wrong. There, there's no right answer here. They could have no. called goal or no goal, and like I don't feel like anyone can get that upset. I get it from the standpoint of hey, it was called no goal on the ice, so you need definitive evidence and like no one saw the puck but like i'm sorry like my wife knew that that was a goal and she wasn't even watching the game yeah there's there's a lot of them where it's like okay well the cameras weren't placed in x y and z spot and logic doesn't you know can't help this situation either hey relax or whatever that shit is and you really just cannot find the puck whereas a situation like today and again it sucks and argue it as much as you can like you know if you're on the wild side argue it as much as you can i get it play to the play to the rule book i have no issue with that but don't be upset if the ref you know is like hey well there's no other spot logically the puck could be but right there and especially with the urgency of the wild player who was that just really moving the, the skate you know helping the goaltender along there that's what so that's what for me i was like okay if the player didn't even touch it and the goaltender oh i don't know where it is but like come on they're like in in a, a tandem they were like oh shit quickly quickly, quickly before the camera yeah. catches this like i'm sorry they're everywhere toronto saw it it was enough to say it was a goal now i'm i'm curious because like Dean Evison, he gets pretty animated whenever something doesn't go the Wilds' way. But with something like this, I'm curious: is he doing that strategically, or is he actually upset? Do you think? Little call may call him B. On one like this, I almost feel like it's pure strategy. Just like I need to make sure they know that I'm displeased, so well, that something goes our way later. Fine, but that's like that's like us sitting here looking at it. in the heat of the moment. If you're a coach in that game, you. Sure, mate. Maybe he's level-headed enough where he can calculate that in a moment. But I'm saying, like, I'm trying to put myself in his shoes, and I'd be fired up and just like use that, use that rage as like a tool in this situation. Because yeah. I'd still think that I don't know if I can control my emotions, regardless if it was like, if you're like, if you lose in a fair way, like I'm still fired up and angry. So you can't I mean, control that. your emotions on this podcast. No, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's if I was in his shoes, there I'd just be using, I'd be using yeah. the anger to fuel all of it. So, I, again, I don't know Dean. I don't know how how level headed he is and how he operates there, but I don't know. I'd say it's a mix of both. It has to be. Yeah, fair enough. All right, but anyways, whoever says it was a goal, I agree. Whoever says it wasn't a goal, I agree that there's no right answer. I feel bad for the refs there. Unlike unlike the refs in the in the football game, Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> Isha, I was talking to you about it when we recorded on Sunday. Like, I was walking you through, like, oh, shit, it didn't work. So, apparently, then, in the press conference afterwards, Dak Prescott is, like, bitching at fans, basically saying, like, yeah, it's kind of Bush League that they're throwing garbage and, like, bottles and stuff at us. And then someone, like, corrects him, like, oh, actually, uh, they were throwing them at the refs. And he's like, good on them. <laughs> amazing amazing yeah, so I love that, that was like that. that was fun um yeah. a lot oh, of people shit. rip on dak prescott but he seems like a, one of the one of the good ones one of the good humans out there people rip on him because he's with the cowboys that's the only reason yeah fair enough i heard uh he, him and a lot of the, like the the higher played pair uh players on the team donated not donated but gave quite a bit of like the playoff earnings or whatever to you know the second stringers and the backups um, and gave them a good chunk of change just because they know that they don't get paid as much, you know, being in playoff games as, as far as like the bonus. So I was just reading an article on that. And it's like, yeah, it was, it was a nice story and it was probably written by a Dallas staff writer. But anyways, it was, I mean, it was it's, it's, it's too bad that there was only one game to pay him with, but it's, it's the thought that counts. Yeah. <laughs> regardless. If they, if they really cared, they just win. <laughs> oh, there it is. There it is regardless it was nice all right um hoppy intro our guest here is uh let's let's bring on uh let's bring on the man the myth the legend from mankato first i'd like to propose a toast to umd goaltender alex stalock to stalock i love that stuff been drinking it for years you know i i heard they recently decided to add more hops to it you're all hopped out back for his second appearance here on the soda pod good friend here Tim Tupi, who is, as you know, founder of Mankato Brewery. Tim, it's been a little bit, man. How are we doing? Doing well. Trying to stay warm um, and uh, 
just dealing with a lot of stuff going on at the brewery, you know, you know, hate to bring up, you know, impacts from COVID and both from a production aspect, staff, community, um, supply chain stuff, uh, a lot of stuff that people talk about with can shortages and things like that. And uh, just lead time even for simple stuff like glassware. So, yeah, it's, it's tough times for sure, but, I mean, from everything we see, it sounds like you guys are plowing through it and still pumping out some incredible beers. I know oh, I'm just going to get right into it. That uh, this year's version of Hero, which you released with our good friends, as always, at Lupulin, yeah. that one hit the spot. Uh, can you tell everyone, that in case they're not aware, what the, the backstory is for Hero? Yeah, so uh, Jeff Zeard, co-founder of Lupulin, and myself were talking uh, where we got connected the first time was his brother is Jonathan Zeard, which is the character image represented on the can is uh, for the Jay-Z uh, Cancer Foundation. Uh, so Jonathan was uh, the executive director of Mankato area, area, Greater Mankato Growth. So our economic development for the community, both, you know, regionally, locally, but not just your chamber piece to it and tourism piece, but everything in economic development. So uh, Jeff from Lupa and his brother, Jonathan, got diagnosed with cancer. <clears throat> so this would be already the fourth year now that we've done this. And, uh, you know, we're in planning, obviously, for next year. We take turns every other year. So this year it was brewed at Lupulin. Uh, next year will be brewed back in Mankato. So we just go back and forth with it. And then we try to just bring awareness to men's health. Uh, you know, the sad part is that Jonathan made it through the first release, uh, the first year that we did it. Uh, and then he passed away that spring of that next year. And then Lupulin, uh, you know, their first time brewing it, which this, uh, which would have been two years ago, uh, you know, Jonathan had passed now. So this is already the fourth time that uh, together we made that. And it's just kind of a idea for the month of November to bring awareness to men's health. Um, you know, not just the Movember piece to it, but just a, a larger awareness. The part of the proceeds that goes to the Jay-Z Cancer Fund is uh, part uh, a group of Mankato Area Foundation and they provide care packages for people that are dealing with cancer. So as they're going through that and they're struggling and they just are looking for maybe a warm blanket while they're going through chemo, uh, little snacks, uh, just things to kind of help them kind of get through that process just to make it a little bit easier for them. Um, so that's kind that's, that's how that all started. And we, we kind of played off our character image on our cans with being comic book type vibe. And so we had somebody draw a character image of Jonathan and, uh, you know, and that's kind of how it all kind of started. And we thought we'd do it the one year and it went over so well, we just keep doing it. Well, it's an amazing initiative that you guys do together. Obviously, Lupulin are really good friends of ours on the, on the Soda Pod as well. And, you know, stemming from a sad story, but you guys are doing great work there now four yeah. years running. Um, so I saw both of you drinking the same beer here. And I know on the podcast, we, we kind of, we, you know, we, we get our updates from especially returning guests, much like Tim here. But both of you are drinking. There it is. There it is. The Hockey Day, Minnesota. Uh, it's, a, it's a Czech Pilsner, if I'm not mistaken, right? Pilsner. Hoppy? Yeah. So uh, let, let's No, talk. no, no, it's not. It's a cross-check Pilsner, Isha. Oh. Yeah, cross-check Pilsner. Come on. Beautiful, beautiful. All right, well, let's talk a little bit about the beer for you know new Soda Pod listeners who are unfamiliar mm. uh, with the Hockey Day Minnesota beer from Mankato Brewing and just talk a little bit about, well, Hockey Day in Minnesota and it's coming up soon, guys. Yeah, come on down to Mankato for sure. So, <clears throat> you know, this was supposed to be 20. 21 was supposed to be for Mankato. First time for Hockey Day, Minnesota, south of the metro. They've had a few spots north of the metro considered in the outstate area. So we uh, we sat down with the committee. You know, this is before everything with COVID and uh, or at least not anticipating the impact. And then when that got delayed, we had all of the work in place to bring this beer out. And the goal was is to use the can 
both from a branding side to bring awareness to what's going on for Hockey Day Minnesota and and what a great cause and and then just to bring uh, away you know if you look at you know not only is the logo for Hockey Day then we have a QR code and it brings them to that landing page if you go onto it if you just search Hockey Day Minnesota you'll find it it starts on the NHL page based on Minnesota Wild and it links down into the uh, the local uh, community that puts it on each year. Um, I feel like, uh, you know, the Hockey Day Minnesota Mankato group has done a great job. I know previous years they've done, you know, one or two days, even it's starting to get to. So now uh, we almost call it Hockey Day Week <laughs> is the way we're going to call for this year. We're hoping that this maybe sets a precedence for future years. Uh, at least that's what I'm assuming that the committee would want to see that you know we've done a really great job in this community. I think that the the volunteers on this committee have done that, and that instead of just uh, a Saturday Sunday or Friday Saturday, we're doing Wednesday Thursday Friday Saturday Sunday in Mankato, uh, and uh, built a separate outdoor arena on the Blakesley Field uh, on the University of Minnesota Mankato campus, and then they have a lot of other they have a couple other uh, rinks in the area uh, for other teams that are able to play around the same time. So the whole idea is just not only bringing community, but state excitement to bring in different teams that normally wouldn't be part of this and uh, expanding the reach of the target audience to be able to be part of Hockey Day uh, Minnesota. So what what games in particular are you excited to watch on that? I know there's a lot of hockey going on at various mm-hmm. levels um, and and leagues locally and whatnot. Sure. What are some what are some games that you always or or maybe not always or just this year are you know circling and you're going to make sure to watch despite all the craziness that you guys go, got going on at the brewery, of course. <laughs> oh yeah, you know so it's always great to see high school uh, games. Mankato East and West have a great rivalry. So nice. seven thirty Wednesday night are the girls East West. So you know, of course, we'll be there for that. And then Friday night is the uh, boys, and that's at 5.30. Uh, uh, and they'll be playing for both those teams. So it's kind of great to see that East-West uh, rivalry and to be able to put it on a main stage like this that uh, and have a lot of great support from the community. And that's a challenge a lot of times to make sure that there's enough people, you know, especially outdoors, to be able to go watch a game like this. So that should be pretty great. Uh, outside of that... Um, and then Thursday is kind of a, a neat uh, event that they're doing. They have uh, at 530 is the Wounded Warriors game. Uh, and then at 8 o'clock is followed by the Southern Minnesota Celebrity Game. So uh, I'm not keeping up on all who's playing. I see every once in a while if I'm friends with somebody on Facebook and they post that they were asked to participate in that. And um, so that's something that's going to be, I think, a lot of people enjoy uh, seeing, especially I think, They've done a great job on trying to raise money uh, for local hockey uh, by using these celebrities, these local celebrities, uh, community members to participate and help raise funds for uh, the overall event. And then, you know, Thursday night, uh, Johnny Holmes or Johnny Holmes is going to be playing uh, the Johnny Home Band. So that's 830 out in this area. Uh, they've set up uh, a VIP tent area also. So, um you know, for uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, at least I've got VIP tickets and there'll be people there for that. And the whole cool part of that is that uh, a lot of like jumbo large screens. So if you're unable to see the game or if you step way to get in line for a beer, uh, you'll be able to see everything that's going on. And a lot of great areas to just congregate in between games, uh, both from fire pits and things like that, that they've uh, got set up in the area. Friday night, uh, as I mentioned, for the East-West game, that'll be a cool one. Uh, but then they have at 8.30, uh, there's the MSU alumni game on Friday night. That will have, you know, uh, from past alum, uh, those that have made it onto the NHL or been playing, and uh, they did a great job. I went to a kickoff event. It was the 100-day out uh, party that they had at Chikaska. Uh, winery and distillery here. And then they were even just bidding on who could be the coach. So you could basically be in that, uh, uh, in that game and helping coach some of these uh, NHL players. I That's think awesome. between the, the two coaches for each team, 
uh, I think they raised over eleven or twelve thousand dollars just wow. between two people uh, that Amazing. they could just say that they were the coaches of each of those teams. So um, that should be very well attended. That's eight thirty. At the same time, they're going to have uh, Four Play, which is uh, a local band that travels all over uh, the Midwest. That's going to be playing during that game also. So that that will be a lot of fun. Now that's just getting us through Friday. And then uh, you start looking at Saturday, and I've got to look at this. Uh, uh, Edina and Andover girls are playing at 9.30 in the morning. One o'clock is East Grand Forks versus uh, Prior Lake boys. Uh, 4.30, and then in between this, there's lots of festivities. So people got to come down there and really enjoy. They've done an amazing job setting this up. 4.30 is uh, MSU uh, uh, Mavericks uh, against uh, St. Thomas uh, men's. So that'll be kind of cool. The first uh, year for St. Thomason uh, playing in the, in this league, and it's uh, that's at 4:30 in the afternoon. That should be a really good turnout, and it looks like weather might be pretty decent on Saturday too. I hope so. Um, I hope so. I hope so too. Uh, they have a lot of fire pits, uh, and then uh, eight o'clock, uh, they're streaming the Wild game uh, versus uh, the Chicago Blackhawks are going to be streaming there while they have. Uh, Music playing by uh, Chain Martin Band is at eight thirty. So, and then I should mention uh, Sunday uh, all after all day they're doing a bunch of stuff. So they got U eight girls uh, and might levels. So there's a bunch of that's going on. MSU women's alumni tournaments at eleven o'clock, and then MSU versus St. Thomas women's at one o'clock, and then a lot of people are excited about it at four thirty on Sunday are going to be the uh, Minnesota Mullets versus Steel County Blades. So that okay. should be a pretty aggressive uh, junior uh, uh, game. Nice. And then they have some adult leagues going on in the evenings too. So that just like sounds like my Christmas, Tim. Like, I don't know what I'm doing here, honestly. Cause we like every now and then, you know, hockey night in Canada, we'll like tour Canada and go to a small town and put on, you know, hockey, hockey day. But like, this is every year in Minnesota, and it's one of the many hockey events. Oh, not, not, not in 21, but... Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> in a perfect world. <laughs> I mean, our area has done... Minnesota does a really great job on pond hockey. You know, the, uh, following this is going to be, again, the Anthony Ford Pond Hockey Tournament, uh, which is every year in this town to support uh, a great cause there. I know uh, there's other pond hockey tournaments all over the state, a big one soon after this one is going to be what in uh eden prairie kind of area or am i getting that right um the big tournament up there so there's too many of them to even keep track of don't try <laughs> yeah you just gotta make sure you have the right gear that's right you do you do now tim I'm, I'm gonna be down there i'm going to the maverick game um oh, okay. i mean Obviously, I'm going to be in the tap room, but for others, like they they know that they can get their cross check pills. But like, what are some of the other beers you guys have on tap? Like, what what do you have that's going to lure someone in off the street? Well, if you're going to be going to the Hockey Day Minnesota, so you're going to have uh, Mad Butcher, which is our Citroen Mosaic uh, Dry Hopped IPA, which is our flagship. We sell a lot of that one. It's delicious. That one will be available uh, pretty much everywhere you any every bar that's me set up. Uh, at the event, and then the cross-check pills will also be there. So you're limited on an event like that. We can't have obviously our full sure. portfolio. But I mean, Tim, um, I'm I'm telling everyone. I'm throwing out the bat signal. Come and check out the tap room. What what oh. else is there? Yeah. So the tap room, we will have a lot of different beers on tap. There, we have three different stouts on tap. Okay. Nice. Go into detail. Go into detail. <laughs> uh, well, we have our uh, and there. <laughs> All three of those are a barrel aged. So we have a maple barrel aged. Uh, we have um, a, um, uh, a coffee uh, uh, stout barrel aged. And then we also brought back our mint stout that we haven't made for a few years, but we did a barrel aged version of that mint stout. Uh, those are all available in bombers. You can get uh, pours at the tap room also. Um, I should say they were available in Bombers as of uh, this last weekend. I mean, you just never know, but I think they should yeah. still all, we should still have those. Uh, we Bombered off. We uh, aged uh, uh, some of our, uh, we have a Belgian quad that we've done. Uh, that's um, 
We had that one aging for over two years. Uh, and then uh, that's kind of it for the big boys that I can think of, you know, when I think of those over the 10%. Yeah, I, th I think that's more than enough to put me in a body bag. I, <laughs> I so I'm, I'm, I'm calling everyone to go out and check out Mankato Brewery, but any of one that like plans on being a sober driver, hit me up because that just might be necessary. <laughs> yeah, and just keep in mind too that uh, we have a lot of other beers in our tap room that are lower ABV and uh, more sessionable. Not only our Hockey Day, uh, the cross-check pills, but we also have our Kata Lager, which is a lighter German-style lager. And then uh, a lot of the bar, pretty much everybody in town has our beers on tap, too. So a lot of great fine establishments, bars and restaurants. I know that if, you, if you've ever been to um, uh, Vikings training camp in Mankato, so it's taking place in the same field with the camp. So it's kind of cool for the stadium-wise. And then they glycol... Uh, chill they created a uh, an ice rink right on the football field um and then uh that whole grounds area the uh the grassy areas all around it that's where they have i think two extra rinks uh set up and uh large tents and everything so if you check out hockey day minnesota mankato on facebook or their website you'll see a lot of great pictures they're posting it's kind of cool they're actually showing some of the kids out, out there playing and then, um, uh, but if you've, if you've gone to it, uh, you've maybe, uh, a lot of the, you know, except for when they'd have the games there later in the day, but most of them are uh, during the day. And then maybe people are heading out of Mankato and not staying. So hopefully you get a chance to stay if not, but uh, check out, uh, there's a lot of bars and restaurants on the campus area that have not only, they've done a great job year round supporting larger groups and events that are up by campus, but some of them have done extra stuff to support Hockey Day Minnesota for that whole week. And you know, obviously it's not going to be as busy maybe on Wednesday, Thursday as it will be on those Friday, Saturdays. Uh, but make sure you spend a little extra time in town to get to, you know, appreciate some of these great establishments for some great food. And, um, and then there'll be food at, uh, for Hockey Day uh, Minnesota. Uh, in fact, uh, the, it's made up of a lot of volunteers that helped that. They actually were at the brewery on Sunday, all the volunteers. So uh, the Buff, Buffalo Wild Wings, that group is the one that's kind of handling because, I mean, if you, not to get into it from the laws wise, but they're handling all the food and, and alcohol sales. Uh, they have a crew and then they also have a team of, of volunteers and different people are helping kind of just manage all this so they all got their training uh, session set up yesterday at the brewery. So that was kind of cool that we were able to provide a big space for them in a warm building, knowing that uh, they are going to have five days of potentially frigid weather. Uh, I think there's going to be some cold days in the in the middle of this week. So hopefully by weekend it'll be better. But yeah, that that'll get you for sure. I know you're saying that the band was named Foreplay, and I was like, are you sure it's not Coldplay? Mm -hmm. Yikes. These guys are amazing. They play <laughs> um, when we're at full capacity, we're at 600 people and they sell out uh, within cool. days. Um, and they have three different people on vocals. So they, when they play, they play nonstop. They go from one song to the next. They just hit it hard and get people out there jamming. Uh, it's kind of like the best of list. Uh, they just really can play songs that get people out there to have fun and, uh, you're probably one of the most entertaining local bands that uh, Mankato can offer when it comes to uh, an event like this, where you really want people to have a great time and uh, definitely a lot of songs that you can sing along to and you want to dance to. So that plan on that for four play, that's eight 30 on Friday night uh, during the alumni game. So uh, we'll, we will definitely be there. Um, so I'm sorry, you said you're going to come down on Saturday for or which day or for the alumni game or which? Uh... Nope, I'm going to be down on Saturday. Yep, going to come down Ooh. probably earlier in the day Saturday and definitely okay. stand for the the Maverick game. Going to go to that and then I'll figure something out for the Wild game. We'll see what happens. Okay, I have your number, so uh, we'll connect. You have my information. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll buy you a beer. There we go. I'm never going to say no to that. Yeah. Love it. Uh, I, I mean, anything we're missing here, Tim, I mean, you kind of nailed it all. We've got music. We've got 
just a plethora, or as Isha would say, a plethora of hockey Mm -hmm. to be watched. We've got fire pits. We've got different food vendors. We've got a ton of different places that people can, of course, find Mad Butcher or the Hockey Day Minnesota beer. I, I can't imagine we missed anything here, but please enlighten us if there is. No, I'm uh, I'm super excited about it. Uh, I think we kind of covered everything. If people want to get tickets, make sure they check out the, the website. Um, obviously, they're more expensive on s- Saturday. Sunday is free. Wednesday's free. Um, so just Thursday, Friday, Saturday are the days uh, that cost. <coughs> um, you know, it's more expensive, obviously, on Saturday just because the all day and, and what you've got going on for that day. But uh, – Definitely make it out there if you can do it, uh, even if it's just coming for a game or two, but save some extra time. Tell the babysitter that you might be late because uh, you're not going to want to leave. Thank God I don't have that problem. <laughs> one last one last thing for me uh, here, Tim. Um, and it's just I just want to highlight this because since the last Uh-oh. time we actually brought you on the Soda Pod, I mean, we've, we've had a ton of new listeners, both beer fans and, and hockey fans alike. But Mankato now, Mankato Brewing, 10 years strong, Tim. That's that's unbelievable. So I wanted to you know, wish you congratulations from the soda party here and just ask you, like, what was what were some of the, you know, some of the big wins and some of the challenges for Tim to be 10 years ago when you started this? And how do they differ from, you know, the challenges today? And we'll, we'll put COVID aside just from like the challenges yeah, today, that, 10 years later. Um, I think the biggest challenge, I mean, I sit there and I look back at our business plan and trying to identify, you know, 10 years ago. So I, uh, in our logo, you'll see where it says a lot of times 2010. And we just want to at least honor the fact that that's when we started the brewery, uh, officially by incorporating it. Uh, so 10 years is 2012 because that's in that January 5th of 2012 was the first product. When we started working on the brewery, there was only 12 breweries in the state of Minnesota. That includes production breweries and brew pubs. And when we opened, we were number 20. Uh, And the Minnesota Brewers Guild had a meeting there. Omar made a comment, Omar from Surly. He said, enjoy while it lasts being the newest brewery because it may not last even a month. Well, you know, soon after that, it was almost every week there was one or two breweries popping up and there still are and there's some that are closing so i think just understanding the landscape of what's changed that's probably been our biggest challenge of you know we did this to bring a brewery in southern minnesota besides our great friends at shells but now there's breweries everywhere and it ends up being super hyper local so sometimes we may get in a metro uh market area or deal with that count and they may not consider even mankato as local we try to explain to them that we think we are we've been around for a while great beer and uh, you know, give us an opportunity. So that's been the challenge of having a lot more breweries that have popped up since we did in the last ten years. But you know, more uh, more breweries in the market, more excitement. I think we've hit that point of you know everybody pretty much understands and knows what craft beer is. It's just that can we introduce people to different styles? And you know, is there something else besides IPAs? And I think there is, and that's why with the Crosscheck Pills, we've done really well. I think our job now is to get people to realize that, you know, just go out there, uh, visit that local tap room, try the different beers that they have. And hopefully you can find something that you enjoy for your palate. It's not one beer for everybody. Uh, it would be pretty boring if we all just made the same thing. And uh, that's what's fun and exciting about visiting a tap room and stop down and visit our tap room in Mankato and uh, make sure you get out there and try a lot of the other breweries. And if you like our beer, ask for it. Uh, so, you know, going back to the challenges, I think just not anticipating, uh, what was going to happen. I think a big part of that is the Minnesota pint law where you could actually sell a pint of beer in your brewery. And now all of a sudden you have breweries that are opening up just to have a tap room only no food. And, you know, so they don't have to deal with the whole restaurant with the brew pub side and a production brewery with the packaging and distribution, everything goes with that. They just focus on something simple and easy and make beer, sell it. And everybody has a good time. So, um, you know, that's, that's kind of, it's just a lot has changed in the landscape and, you know, you could talk hours about, uh, everything that's impacted us from different laws that have changed and things like that. But, and, and the we ones just that still to, haven't, <laughs> yeah, we try to just keep rolling with the punches and keep moving forward and supporting what we can. And sometimes there's some things that pass different laws or things that we just choose not to do because it just doesn't work for us. Um, nothing uh, against having these 
some of the changes, but sometimes we just got to support our customers. And you know, if it wasn't for the bars, restaurants, and liquor stores and our distributors through that that network, um, it would be a different a game for us. Uh, we're not a tap room because we're on a dead end street, uh, lower North Mankato. So we're hard to find. We're not, and we like that. We're not in an area that's in the downtown area. So you have to grab an Uber if you want to come uh, hang out with us for a long time or have a safe ride home. Yeah, no, that's, that might have to be the move for me, but I really appreciate it, Tim. It's always great to have you on here. I know we're going to have you back on here again soon. Uh, but everyone, like I said, I'll throw out the bat signal. I'll let you know when I'm going to be hitting the tap room. And that's either going to tell you to come in and meet me. Or if you want to avoid me, you can go in before or after my time window. I don't care yeah. either way. Great Copy. beer. Get it. You're going to have to try that maple that maple stout for me. Because, Tim, I'm, I went I full Canadian. I going to. <laughs> I went full Canadian two weekends ago. Me and my buddy, Ooh. actually, we, we tapped a bunch of maple trees and made a bunch of maple syrup. And all I wanted to do when I was boiling those suckers off all day was drink some maple stouts. Couldn't find any of them locally. So I, as soon as you said that, you know, my, my eyes just opened. I was like, okay, Hoppy has to tell me, you know, how, how this one is. Because I'll be visiting soon enough. And, uh Oh man, that just sounds amazing. But again, yeah, Tim, I echo everything Hoppy said. Thank you so much for hopping on and I uh, look forward to talking to you again. Thanks guys. I appreciate you having me on and uh, we'll see you on Saturday. Yes, you will. Happy hockey day, everyone. Thank you. We're on to the divisional round of the NFL playoffs and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is celebrating with huge odd boosts for new customers. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any team. Just bet $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can get in on all the divisional round action with Daily Fantasy. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes again with the DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Just bet $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code THPN for 56 to 1 odds at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit, $1 wager required, one per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Again, big thanks to Tim Tupi. Uh, such a pleasure to talk to him. It, it was like it's over a year since the last time uh, we caught up, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely make sure he come, comes on sooner because uh, I, I want to dive into a lot more on the brewery side. We definitely wanted to bring him on here to to pump up Hockey Day in Minnesota, of course. But uh, again, big thanks to, to Tim Tupi and everyone at uh, Mankato Brewing. Last but not least here on the Soda Pod, episode 239, this Wednesday bonus episode, Hoppy. Talk about, we mentioned it earlier, I can't really control my emotions here on the soda pod. Fucking Neil Villapiano, our boy here on the network, was doing a, a Montreal stream today. And I couldn't help but hear, uh, hear him call the name of uh, a player in Montreal who scored a goal early in this game named Rem Pitlick. And it just fucking grinded my gears. Now, as his, his second game with the Habs wasn't in his first appearance. But the guy just keeps scoring. The guy just keeps scoring. And you wonder why a team would waive someone who just keeps scoring. Even if, you know, they're on an astronomical shooting percentage rate that's unsustainable. Regardless, I was not happy today. I cannot stand the Habs. Uh, and I can't stand that the Habs, well, the player that we like in Rem Pitlick is scoring for the Habs. Yeah, I mean, you can't help but feel bad for the Wild. Like, just the worst luck in the world. They can't ever find pure goal scoring talent. And I, I just want to know how you go about finding a, a Rem Pitlick or you know, a Ryan Donato, like people that just have a knack for putting the puck in the neck. Like how, how do you get someone like that in your organization? 
bury them in the bottom six and hope it works out. Put them on the fourth line, play them for seven or eight minutes, and say, "Yeah, you just you're you're just uh, not cutting it." <laughs> you're not Brandon. Dude. Benoit Pouliot. Benoit Pouliot. I'm gonna say it every goddamn time we talk about this shit. Benoit Pouliot. The Wild did everything in their power to ruin his career, and he still ended up doing okay for himself once he left. Yeah, let me put it this way. We're, we won't drag this out too much longer, but if the guy continues to score, I'm going to continue to air my grievances. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Oh, um, big shout out to our partners at 7th Ave Pizza and Northland Vodka. Go support them because, of course, they support us. Uh, any Anything else? Anything else we want to get into here? Man, I don't know. Is there anything exciting going on? I can't think of anything. I mean, other than on this, you know, buzzing soda pod feed, I can't think of anything. We got uh, Judd's Buds, which dropped yesterday. So if you haven't checked that out, um, go check out the amazing podcast covering all the prospects uh, around the hockey world for the Minnesota Wild, uh, hosted by Spoke to Z. Uh, thanks for tuning into this bonus episode on Thursday. Um, we have Brewery Travels. Wednesday, <laughs> brewery travels every Thursday, and of course, MNC. Maybe not this Thursday. Double <laughs> <laughs> every Friday. I, I, oh. oh, yeah. That's we've a... we've got some uh, destruction from within. We'll just say oh, that man. we had we had a great interview teed up. We had a great brewery travels episode teed up. No one will ever hear them. There's a snake, in, <laughs> as Conor McGregor would say. There's a snake in the grass. But anyways, there's a snake <laughs> on a plane. There's a snake on the plane. Hoppy's not a UFC guy. He doesn't understand that. But for all you UFC fans out there, you'll He sure doesn't it. watch movies. He doesn't understand it. I've seen snakes on a plane. It was Oh, yeah, have terrible. you? I didn't watch it. It was terrible. <laughs> but anyways. I just know that it exists. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's worth watching. It's so bad. It's one of those. It's one um, of those stupid lines that, for whatever reason, I laugh at. Um, oh, <laughs> ties, ties to the interview that apparently never actually happened. Uh, but one of my good buddies from high school that I played hockey with uh, apparently was a line mate with uh, the founder of Waggle, who we absolutely will have on the podcast here. We just got to figure out another time to record because people fucking suck. But uh, he immediately, the first time we ever saw that preview, he just looks over at me. He's like, what do you think that's about? <laughs> just his dry sense of humor. I'm like, God, I fucking hate you. <laughs> These motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. Oh, man. All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in on Google, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Folks, the best thing you do for us this week, any week, is give us five stars on iTunes and Apple Podcasts. Uh, go listen to our website if you're Jones for more hockey content, thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. And as always, on your app, please download the episode before you listen as it just helps our business. You can follow myself at VI Sports Talk. You can follow Hoppy at State of Hoppy. You can follow the Soda Pod at the Soda Pod. And of course, the Hockey Podcast Network everywhere at Hockey Podnet. Uh, if you haven't already subscribed to our YouTube channel, the Soda Pod, as every Sunday starting, well, first week after the Super Bowl, we will be streaming two hours every Sunday, four o'clock central. And uh, we'll obviously release the podcast uh, after every Monday, but back interactive with you every week on YouTube. Very excited for that again, starting that up again after the Super Bowl. So I'm going to keep pumping that in the coming weeks. If you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel, again, go hit that subscribe button. Signing off, I'm Isha Dromi alongside the state of Hoppy. This has been the Soda Pod presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. We good, man? The episodes are still gone, but uh, we'll move on here. Everything's gone. (laughs) Don't fear. Just drink some beer and stay wild.